Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. We're back for another week all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, the gang is back. Yeah. So how was it, Christina, doing some family time? It was nice. Easter was nice. It's always fun when you have like, because my nephew's like three, so it's always nice having like a younger kid around to kind of experience Easter again through. Because I mean, the last, if you don't have someone that's younger, it's like, okay, I guess we'll have a ham dinner and that's it. But we got to hide some eggs and we got to like go around with him and say, oh, look, what's that? And you're like, oh, you missed an egg. I see one. Where is it? And I just remember my parents would do that for us, my my brother and sister. So it was a lot of fun. You don't, you, just because you're getting older doesn't mean you have to stop looking for eggs. You just have to make <laughs> it harder to find. And that's, that's, and you could fill them with better things. We talked about doing that. <laughs> Ooh, you could have switch game cards. Ooh, I like there that. There you go. Yeah. That would be so. fun. Well, and also too, this is the first year that all of us were, were together because yes. I haven't had Easter with my family in years. And this year it was my sister was there because she's not in college anymore. And we could all, it was like the first time in years we had Easter together. So it was really, really nice. And nice. we always, it was funny because um, while I was watching our stream last week, Michael, I was decorating this Easter bunny cake and my nephew was helping me and we like cover, cover it with coconut and everything and just cool. a lot of fun. Yeah, fun Good. Easter stuff I used to do when I was a kid, and I got to do it with with my yeah. nephews, so that Passing was nice. It on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, new traditions. Very nice. Well, shall we get into the news this week? Apparently, the Switch is eventually somehow going to have Bluetooth audio support. Maybe. <laughs> so there was, recent, there was a recent there was a recent update, the twelve point oh point oh firmware update. Um, if you look at the patch notes, it might not seem like much, but of course, there's all those data miners out there who have to go through and dig through everything. And um, Oatmeal Dome tweeted that he found a little disc- uh, a little tidbit within the the fix within the the update. Um, he says that you know there's some Bluetooth support driver in the system's information, and he, he did state a disclaimer saying that there's no guarantees it's going to be used, but why would Nintendo add this in if they're not going to eventually use it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it could be for the next switch that comes out too, because they might have, they're going to have a similar operating system across the board. So maybe it's for the next one. We don't know, but I think it's something that's been highly requested for a really long time. I've been pretty vocal about wanting it. Nobody likes dongles and extra things. They have to plug into their switch all the time. So I think it would be great. I agree. I agree. Yeah. This needs to happen. It would be exciting mm-hmm. if it happens. But yeah, I didn't think that it could be more of built in for another version. So that's a little bit of a bummer because it, you know, maybe it pays off, but in a long run. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope we could see it because we. I think even from day one, we said that that seems like it would be a firmware update to make it happen. And it's nice yeah. to see that potentially that that part at least is happening. Mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't make any sense not to happen i mean the mm-hmm. only reason that they could really say not to to do it is because they, they don't have the firmware in there and they, they've only using the bluetooth really for controllers and that's it so they could say oh we don't want to add the additional complexity of bluetooth on this stack because we don't want to interfere with controllers right that would be like their yeah. excuse maybe but again i don't know like literally 
Bluetooth can handle it. Like Bluetooth is is fine. It's it's totally acceptable and it's it's totally happened. Now, unless the Bluetooth chip that is on there like is using an older version of Bluetooth or something, I have to really look up the components here to see what's inside the Nintendo Switch. However, I will say that most you know Bluetooth in the last ten years could probably handle could handle this. And you know, yes, it may use more power technically because it's not going to be maybe Bluetooth LE for this. But at the same time, if my my switch is docked, you know, maybe they could be like, oh, if it's docked, then it can use it because it can use more power and can do whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, yeah, maybe they'll wait until the next one because all the firmware is the same for every console. So there's mm-hmm. and there's it's the same. Like when you get in an, an iOS update, like, well, I think technically, actually, your iOS updates are maybe specific per device. I, I don't really know what the device matrix is, but I'm going to say they're very, very extremely similar. So I'm assuming that the switch os rollout like they're the same you're getting the os the same os between all of them and then that could be Mm -hmm. someone could prove me wrong but i'm pretty sure it's exactly the same so if you have a switch light versus a normal switch and there's you know if codes in there to say if switch light do this or don't allow this you know um like hdmi out or something but i hope that it does happen because that would be nice i was thinking you know we were playing fortnite or knockout city which also has uh, audio in it the, the whole audio chat system in it too is Man, it would just be nice to to have that ideally plugged into my into my uh, Switch Pro controller. You know, that's the mm. ideal because when I when I play my Xbox, I have it all on my headphones just right there, and yeah. it's it's a nice touch because in certain households, when you have multiple people, you don't want the audio coming from your TV or from other areas, and that uh, would be delightful. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's hope this happens. I think it would just be. A great uh, update for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Well, something you can get right now for free completely, which I totally did, which is Pac-Man 99. That's right. Super Mario Mario 35 went away, and Pac-Man 99 is out, a collaboration between Nintendo and Namco Bandai. And um, Namco Bandai? Yes, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. That checks Ban- out. Bandai Namco? Bandai Namco? I think, I think it's flipped, yeah. There you go, yeah. Someone acquired the other company. <laughs> whoever acquired whoever first. Um, it's available for the Nintendo Switch. It's a uh, it's a battle royale Pac-Man game with a twist. Um, this is super fun. This is uh, one of the only games I, b- I played this this week. I played quite a bit of it and uh, got into the top five, which is very exciting um, in it. But it's it's a battle royale. It is just like Tetris 99, but with Pac-Man. I, I love the spin on on these retro games. It's super uh, different, though, because you are obviously playing in your normal Pac-Man map and the ghosts are coming after you, but there are these ghost ghosts. If I'm trying to call them ghost ghosts. And <laughs> when you, when you chomp up the ghost ghosts, they attach and turn into real ghosts following a ghost. There's a lot of ghosts. Stay with me. Here. A lot of ghosts. A lot like of ghosts. a ghost train. It's a good, it, it turns into a ghost train. Exactly. <laughs> and the cool part here is that when you get a power pellet and you go into uh, chomp everything mode, and you can then, instead of, you know, chomping down just like five ghosts, you can chomp down like 25 ghosts. And when you chomp down ghosts, you send those ghosts to other players. And those ghosts um, that you send to other players are ghost ghosts that slow you down. They're like triple ghosts. They're like static ghosts. Ghost, ghost, ghosts. Ghost, ghost, ghosts. And those ghost, ghost, ghosts <laughs> can't be eaten, but they slow you down so the other ghosts can get you. Okay, but... At some point in the game, as you proceed, what's cool about this is that the ghosts that you send to other people 
end up becoming like red ghosts and the red ghosts are static, but if you hit them, you die immediately. So it's like you, you know what I mean? So it makes it, com- it makes it really more complicated and more frantic, uh, as you go, but you can control different variables and different speeds. Um, there is the, the, the 99 mode is completely free. There are DLC, so you can buy an offline mode. You can buy various themes, like a few bucks to 15 bucks for the offline mode and bundle with other things. There's other modes in there too. Um, however, it, it's a free download. So it's just like Tetris 99. You get free stuff. I'm assuming we'll do, it looks like the exact same infrastructure of Tetris 99. So I'm assuming that they'll have, you know, um, competitions and all the themed events and Probably. things like that. So that would yeah. be kind of cool. I'd, I'd imagine it's going to work the same, but it's free if you have a Nintendo Switch online account, which I do and we all do. So you can definitely check it out. Oh, nice. Now, cool. I, I have not looked into this one. Do you, are you liking this more? Cause I know you're a big Tetris guy. Mm-hmm. I so, love Pac-Man. I love Pac-Man. Oh, oh, oh. So are you and saying pinball. it's better? Uh, I mean, nothing's better than Tetris, but it's, it's close. It's up there. It's, it's just as good. Just as good. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. And the nice thing here, I like this. And if there was another one in this series, like I can imagine like a, the uh, you know, a side scroller, like shoot them up like 99 or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. But it's nice because now you could jump between these Mario games. Mario 99. Yeah. Sorry. You, <laughs> you could, you, you could, if you were to switch between these games back and forth, right? What's cool about that is then you kind of have wide variety. I think that's one nice thing is, hey, you know, you're going to play Tetris 99 a little bit, but now you get, you know, more, more games that you can mm-hmm. switch between in similar styles, but mix it up. Um, I really enjoy all the Pac Man championship edition games uh when i worked at a game studio we would play that stuff nonstop and over the top type of games um which are really really fun so this one's really cool uh it's a different spin unlike anything else so i'm about it i think it's 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 fun i mean it's free so it's not bad unless you if you you only won't like it if you hate pac-man so yeah which i don't i don't think anybody hates pac-man no it's impossible it's a classic it's a classic yeah i do wish it was miss pac-man 99 personally my personal opinion but that's you know Mm. yeah well maybe that'll be next that could be next (laughs) could be miss pac-man 99 speaking of pac-man 99 and nintendo always doing something new and maybe unexpected there was a recent interview with nikkei uh that president shantaro furukawa did and despite the fact that nintendo has a huge uh catalog of amazing ips it seems like their focus is the main heavy hitters that we all know and love mario zelda but new stuff that's where they're looking for the official comment that he had was we are constantly looking out for the new ideas and researching what we can utilize next in future we want to not only work on our staple series like mario and zelda but also work on new games and new series it seems like that's their focus that's where they're going and there's a lot of games that we've talked about we lamented about we've kind of had a conversation just recently in the new year's episode we discussed some of the things we would like to see come back I don't think any of those are going to happen because it just doesn't seem like that's where Nintendo's interests are at the moment. I hope I hope we still see some surprises. I really hope some of the things like those those sleepers, uh, F-Zero being a big one that a lot of people are hoping for. My personal favorite is Chibi Robo. I'd love to see back. But I know there's a lot of big ones out there still that haven't been tapped for the new system, new-ish system. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of disappointing to think Nintendo may let those lie in in pursuit of just the next thing 
I think it's interesting and exciting to keep pushing, but you got, you got stuff people love. You might as well kind of give the people what they want. And they have an opportunity too to take those old IPs and spin them in a different way for a newer audience too. Sure. So it's kind of silly that they're not going after that. It kind of seems I mean, like I it's like... more creative energy to get something original than also diving back into what they already have that works. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you don't want to keep, you know, well, uh, keep going I back think there's to a the balance. same well. I think they yeah, need to strike a balance. a balance. Yeah. You know, look at Pac-Man 99. I mean, that's a that's an old game that's kind of being thought of. Or Tetris 99, when that happened, that blew up and it was amazing because people were like, oh, this is something I know and love and have played forever, but now I'm doing it in a new way. I, I don't see any mm-hmm. problems with that, but there's a lot of great IPs out there that people have been asking for for a long time and we just haven't been able to scratch that itch. And I think if Nintendo did that and did a little bit of that fan service once in a while. Um, you know, I think that goes a long way with people. It's some of the comments I saw regarding this topic, people were kind of saying that it was um, like, like bad form for Nintendo to kind of not acknowledge some of the things people love and to constantly be yeah. pushing. So it's like, like you said, there's a balance though. You don't want to be stale, but you know, give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. I agree. And speaking of Nintendo's staple series, like Mario, seems like there's some progress happening at Super, Super Nintendo World in Hollywood. Um, obviously, we've talked about the Orlando location recently. It's been heavily delayed. Um, but yeah, there's been some fan-taken photographs and videos of Super Nintendo World Hollywood. And it it's coming along. You know, those green hills that we've all seen when mm-hmm. um, the location in Japan is coming, those are already being put up. Um, there is a YouTuber named... Um, J J land is kind of spelled like Island, but instead of an eyes with a J uh, he has a video on his channel where he's on a rooftop kind of far away from the, from universal studios, but you can see all of the progress that's happening. And he's like kind of breaking down the area and comparing it to Japan. And it looks like it's going to be very similar. So that's very cool. Um, we may not actually have to fly all the way to Japan to get that super Nintendo world experience. And it may happen sooner than we think. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, this this actually makes me more excited for the yeah, park. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. You know, because while I would absolutely love to go to Japan to see the other park that's up and running, I feel like one that is, I mean, for me, the one that I'm going to be most excited about is Orlando, just because I would be going on a, like a Universal slash Disney trip, Disney World yeah. trip. So that would be the one that really will be I'm most excited for, but it feels more attainable at the moment, considering the climate and the way the world is to have mm-hmm. one in the States. So it makes me a little more excited because it's like, it's, it's right. It's, I can almost we can actually go it. to this. So, yeah, it's like right there. So <laughs> yeah. I am excited to watch the progress on this. Yeah, same. How do you feel, Matt? I know uh, you've been looking forward to going. I'm all in. I'm ready. My body is ready. I'm ready. <laughs> 10 years ago, whenever it's ready, I'm going. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in times 10, 10 years I'll, ago. <laughs> I'm in. Make it happen. I'm ready. I, 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 it's close, like you said. So as far as distance, so uh, yeah. I, it, yeah. I feel like it'll be many, many, many moons, like knowing how the Star Wars roll out like a Disney took so long. However, you know, they they can jam through these parts. I, I've been impressed by, you know, I'm always impressed by construction of anything, buildings and skies. Like some some move slow, but it some move really so fast. fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they yeah. already did it once, so they just have to. They have so they know how to make the things. You know, they probably have a lot of infrastructure for creating the assets um, uh, again. So not that that'll yeah. be, you know, it'll be just faster. I hope yeah. than, than that. Or if they were mm-hmm. smart, they would just make two of everything. 
Ugh. Or th- or Send three. Right maybe, over. maybe they made five of everything and it's just all in storage and they're just waiting. That'd yeah. be great. Nintendo's yeah. body is ready. It's just waiting yeah. for everyone else to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> but so I know the Orlando location, their date was 2024. So now I'm wondering like, what is the location for the Hollywood or what's the date going to be for the Hollywood location? Because I, I don't think that's actually been shared yet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but it seems like it's I mean, 2024 for an entire amusement park to be built does not seem um, it, it, it seems like it's way out there, but it seems like that's what it would take in my mind. I I, I yeah. don't know, seems you appropriate. know, but it seems appropriate. Exactly. It seems like, yeah, mm-hmm. OK, 2024, three, you know, three years from now, the park will be up and running. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a park. It's a whole you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> you don't want it rushed. Anything with rides, I don't need it rushed, no, you know? Take I, your like, time. <laughs> yeah, make sure that roller coaster is bolted down. <laughs> that gets us to the top 10 bestsellers. In first place is Monster Hunter Rise. Um, and it didn't change that much from last week except for near the end. So I'll go through the beginning pretty quickly. Uh, second, Among Us. Third, Super Mario 3D World. Fourth, Minecraft. Fifth, Animal Crossing. Sixth, Monster Hunter Rise Deluxe Edition. 7th, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 8th, Stardew Valley, Ninth, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and in 10th place, hasn't been up here for a long time, Skyrim. Wow. Oh, that was must weird. Be, yeah. Must be a sale. Yeah, I think it's like half off. <laughs> um, and then other new games that were in the top 30. In 12th, we have Star Wars Republic Commando, 15th, Cozy Grove. So both of you guys had checks on last week. And then in 29th, we had Stick Fight the Game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Some good yep. ones on there. I'm happy to see Cozy Grove is doing pretty, pretty well. And Star Wars uh, Republic Commando, we did get a code for that. So I'm sure one of us will be playing it, at least trying it out. So we'll be able to give our thoughts on that, hopefully within a week or two. Um, yeah, so pretty nice. Yeah, I saw that um, Bethesda, every every Bethesda game is 50% off. That's why. For like, yeah, I think the sense. week or something. Nice. So if you haven't bought any any of them, just buy them all, basically. Maybe not Wolfenstein, but besides that, um, not that Wolfenstein's <laughs> bad. I just think of the ports, it's not as you know grandiose. But if you're if you're in the mood for a you know Doom type of game, because I think they're spectacular, then you should probably yeah. buy them. But yeah, fifty yeah. percent <laughs> off. That's a great great deal. I mean, that is the time to strike if you are waiting. Yeah, so all of them. I'm just looking here. Skyrim. Yeah, everything's thirty bucks. All the all the old Doom games, new Doom games, all on sale, uh, including nice. the Wolfenstein Youngblood Deluxe Edition, which comes with that friend pass. So that's definitely uh, a pretty decent deal. Oh, there's a lot of good good things right now. Oh man, B Cop mm-hmm. is only two dollars and twenty four cents. Moonlighter six dollars. There's um. There's always so many deals. I can't help myself. I know you can't. So, you can't keep. It's like a good practice all. to always go into the eShop and like check your wish list. Absolutely. But the only thing that hasn't been on sale though is Captain Toad. I am just waiting. I'm so ready for that to be on sale. I just want to get it. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of times when I see that one, I I don't I can't remember if I've seen too many digital sales for that. But I always see like a physical sale somewhere, like mm. uh, you know mm. the the actual physical version of the game goes on sale in uh, Best Buy or Walmart. But I. I cannot remember if I've seen any digital sales. I haven't tracked it quite as long as some of the others. But yeah, that would be a nice one. If if it does happen, that would be one to snag up for sure. Yeah. That gets us to new releases we're into this week. And maybe we'll have some more 
moving up to the the top 10 list from the list. I'm not really sure. Uh, so the first check we have is for April 15th. Both Mott's and I checked this and it's called Rain on Your Parade. It's normally $15. It's on sale for $13.49. And you play as this cute, adorable little cardboard cloud that's moving all across, causing mischief for everybody involved. Essentially, if you think you're a cloud, you're going to do what clouds do. You turn a beautiful sunny day into a crappy rainy one, upsetting the entire wedding. Or you use your thunder and lightning to rain fire down on somebody and make their day even worse than what it may already be. You're going to destroy farmers' crops, or you're going to fire up a tornado and rip everything up in your path. So you can kind of go around essentially this is that goose game except you're a cloud and you're going to walk around and just do funny <laughs> things and i did like the trailer of it i thought it was really cute and i like some of the the mechanics that were happening so one one that they show in the trailer is it's a snowy environment and you put down snow and a car goes and hits it and goes skidding off and hits like a building or something so it, it's made to be funny it's made to be kind of lighthearted and charming and just cute and all around fun and uh, it definitely deserves a check i will keep it on the wish list and maybe once it gets down sub ten dollars it would be something to grab for for me anyway yeah that's what i was thinking is that it's untitled goose game but you're yeah. a wrinkle that's literally i was like man what what was that game because it even has the checklist like it has a checklist of things you're trying to do in each of the scenes mm. uh so yeah i agree I, I think this would be a fun one for actually heather to play because she loved untitled goose game so much and I, f- I feel like there's there's one scene in the trailer where like the they're I don't know. They're like, like people are walking down a city and then like the cloud just like moves from like left to like behind a building, like through and it's like, it's like smirking. Creeps it out. Made, yeah. It, it made me like really smile and I love it. Yeah. And the style of the cloud is like built out of cardboard and like it has yeah. strings off the top of it. So obviously like you're controlling it. Um, but it looks, yeah, it looks pretty. And there's 50 levels, which is kind of cool too. So yeah. it seems it like seems it's, oh, wow. it seems like a good value. So that, that's definitely on my checklist as well for one that I think people should pick up. Another one on my list is God Strike. God Strike. Uh, this was in a Nintendo Direct, that is for sure. And it is a, uh, a twin stick you know, shooter, if you will. That's what I'm going to say. So that's why it sparks my interest. But they call it a 3D boss rush bullet hell based on time. Uh, so the, the on time actually kind of annoys me because it's like everything's timed. Mm. But you are, for all intents and purposes, you are doing a you know, bullet hell two twin six shooter, massive, crazy boss battles. And you're trying to defeat every and face every boss before time runs out. So there's like 40 different unique abilities that you can unlock uh, as you try to you know, beat all the bosses. There is like technically a story mode. So you, you play as this character Talal and um, you're trying to like, you know, beat these bosses and get their mass and do all this stuff and absorb their power. And there's high scores and all this stuff It's 15 bucks. Uh, it's definitely on my wish list. Uh, if we got a code for it, that'd be rad. It looks really good. The trailer looks really good. Uh, I'm a big fan of twin stick uh, shooters and bullet uh, hell type of games. So uh, it looks really good. I'm, I'm into it. It's a, just a single player game, nothing too crazy. Um, but yeah, it looks really good. looks really good. Nice. Yeah, I did like the art style of God Strike quite a bit. And it kind of had very similar uh, vibes to Hades for me. You know, the, the isometric look and the sort of animated style and kind of felt like that I a little bit. Thing. Yeah, God Strike. Yeah. Definitely one worth checking out if that's your if that's your thing for sure. It looks like it's well done. The next one I checked is Die Land Pocket Planet Edition. Normally $20. It's on sale right now for $16.99. And this is in that very similar 
overly saturated maybe uh genre of farming adventure sim game that seems to be happening quite a bit right now um this is being described as a relaxing farming adventure where you will have to take care of your tiny little planet and it does look it's almost like an animal crossing type planet where you can see Mm -hmm. the curvature of the planet Uh, i did think the style of it was unique so that's something they're doing a little bit different you are going to do what you do in a farming sim you farm you craft you fight monsters and you try to make your place special and wonderful for all of the guests and people living there. Some of the features that they say they have is you're going to customize your planet. You're going to plant trees and crops and flowers, everything you would expect. There's going to be changing seasons. You're going to have spring, summer, autumn, winter. The crops change based on the seasons as it makes sense to do. You're going to have 12 characters that you can meet and befriend. There is a day and night cycle, which affects things in the atmosphere. So you're going to have shooting stars and aurora borealis and hurricanes and meteor showers and all kinds of fun stuff. They do say that there is over 100 quests to uncover the secret of the planet. So there's maybe a little bit of mystery, a little bit of that Stardew Valley, like what's going on type thing. Um, And it's got a cute sort of relaxing vibe to it. And overall, it looks very, very well done. This was a Kickstarter that got um, obviously backed and it's coming out on the Switch. So I, I like the look. I like what they're doing. Maybe there's going to be something that we haven't seen already. Um, But yes, it is becoming a saturated genre. And, Mm -hmm. you know, take that with a grain of salt. It could be your thing. It is my thing. So it at least got a single check from me. I think I know why you checked it, really. It's because the Aurora Borealis is in it. That's really your thing recently. (laughs) Well, it's it's a thing by the long dark. Yeah, there's a lot of aurora borealis happening. So, yeah, I mean, I think I like the idea that there's a space ish vibe to this. So I don't know exactly where that goes. But yeah, I mean, I I like these kinds of games. So I'm always in I'll I'll have interest in them and whether or not they, you know, pass the the Stardew Valley test or not. I think that's sort of your your top tier at the moment mm-hmm. and things need to be better than that or at least more interesting or more progressive for it to be worth grabbing so that's kind of um, how i feel too that's why i didn't check it is because i feel like there's been so many of these games recently there that has. none of them are really jumping out to me as like oh this has potential to really you know grab me over stardew valley when i'm still in the middle of stardew valley so yeah 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 makes sense yeah. So the next game I and Michael have checked is called Relicta, Relicta, one of those, (laughs) for $20, um, also coming on April 15th. This game is a first-person physics-based puzzle game where you have to combine magnetism and gravity to unravel the secrets of a Chandra base. You play as a specialist stranded on a moon base, and you uncover all these dark, deep secrets in the moon's craters and... I guess, you know, these secrets could claim your daughter's life and change the fate of humanity forever. Uh, It seems really interesting. It's available for Windows only on Steam for $20, so about the same as on Switch, which is good to see. But on Steam, there is a demo available, and it has very positive reviews. Um, I I did grab a couple reviews because I thought, you know, I I like the sounds of this. Um, One person said, absolutely recommended if you're into games like Portal, Braid, or The Witness. And another person said, it scratches the Portal itch. Hmm. So I love Portal. I do love Portal. Yeah. So And the I have a feeling that the gameplay is going to be very similar to the Eye of Aura 
I did a review on that when I first started in the podcast. And that it was like a point and click adventure puzzle game. But obviously there's more like portal type puzzles where there's like cubes floating through the air and like there's red gravity that you use and there's blue gravity that you can use and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Yeah, I like it. I mean, anything that's got that portal vibe I'm into. I mean, the the trailer anyway was atmospheric and all of the things that mm-hmm. I love. So it was it enough for cool. me. Yeah, absolutely. So it was enough for mm-hmm. me to give the old check. Yeah. And then the next game I have checked on April 16th is called Heal Console Edition for $7. I will say it looks a little rough, but just something about it was really interesting to me. It's an experimental adventure game from the same creators of a game called Distraint or the series called Distraint. So Distraint 1 and 2 are available on Switch. I didn't know anything about those, so I looked them up. They're apparently like a psychological horror point-and-click adventure game, which seems pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But Heal, this game, explores different themes of aging and dementia. Um, It is available for Windows only, again, on Steam for $7, so same price, and it has very positive reviews. So... While the look is a little rough, I like what they're doing. And it's one of those things like if, if it you know, goes on sale for you know a couple bucks less, I might check it out. Yeah, makes sense. I, I mm-hmm. That was one where I was interested a little bit. Then it started to lose me at the experimental. That's where it starts to get a little iffy. And then I'm like, oh, boy, here I'll let Christina play this and let me know if it's. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because when I see the word experimental, I'm like, oh, maybe it's different for once. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I get a little more excited know. about it. Well, I like to be you a can let pig, us know. So. Yeah, exactly. If I, yeah, if we get a code for it, that'd be cool. But I'm probably not going to get it right off the rip. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's priced at a fair price, at least, for an I experimental so. game. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, What You Playing. And, Christina, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> not much at all. <laughs> oh, uh, so before Easter, I mean the holiday season's really busy and then with school after you know being away then you gotta catch up and it's near the end of the semester so i'm trying to catch up with grading and then there's work life none of that's the real reason it's wow is your real reason any free time i do have i'm like well i'm already sitting at my computer it takes two seconds to open world of warcraft i guess i'll play that and a lot of times too like with water with wow you can like do one quest and that's it and you're good but I feel like if I were to take my Switch and lay down and play Stardew Valley, I'm going to get sucked into that and play it for like three hours or more. So I don't know. I I've just I have to be mindful of my time, I guess. And I know how I get like sucked into things and addicted, addicted to things. So, yeah, this this past week or week and a couple of days, it's been wow, mostly. Um, I will say that I added Cozy Grove, Lost Words, and Breath Edge to my wish list from last week's game list. You guys checked a lot of games. So uh, I listened to the podcast and I had to check those out. So I just wanted to mention that I did add those. and But I have gone and played something on my Switch. I played Animal Crossing for about five minutes. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> because, well, you were streaming and then you went and showed your island and you were allowing one of our uh, listeners, Diggy, to hop in and visit. So I was like, I'm going to sneakily visit too. <laughs> Mm, yeah yep you did yeah. jump on in there for a little bit it took about nice. five minutes for me to get there <laughs> yeah yeah they definitely haven't sped that process up at all no yeah for me uh, obviously a lot of pac-man 99 which is super fun uh last week after the podcast we were talking about knockout city again so i hopped on knockout city uh for the last day that it was available for the demo and i played for about another hour or so and uh yeah, people are getting better and I learned a bunch of new strategies like you can pick up your 
uh, one of your teammates and throw them, which is really cool. So that <laughs> yeah. could be, that's a good strategy from like, you know, coming from sea of thieves. One thing that often you do is like, you'll, you'll have someone get into a cannon then shoot them to where they need to go. And this seems like a pretty cool strategy because, you know, um, you could really from the beginning start, you know, being really aggressive and, and, you know, throw people or whatever you were teaming up with people. If you were, if you were really collaborating, you would do really, really good. So I think that was super fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, 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 that can't be a paid game. It has to be free. And if it's free, I definitely will play it. It's one that I think you can just hop in really, really fun compared to Fortnite, which is a bigger commitment comparatively. I did play some more Fortnite uh, and have enjoyed it thus far. Uh, the, just, it's good. It's still, it's still good, by the way. And the performance is good. Uh, undocked as well. Uh, like we were talking about, uh, it's all good in general after all my hours of updates, mm. uh, which is fun. Knockout nice. City, super, super fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and I think it's one definitely that people should not sleep on because uh, the mixtures of the different dodgeballs and things like that uh, really was quite exciting. The more I played, the more variety that w- there was in it. Um, beyond that, like I talked about Pac-Man 99, of course, but I also watched, uh, it's not, I wouldn't really call it a documentary. It's, it's a YouTube 30 minute video documentary from, uh, Bloomberg, but it's called inside the cyberpunk, um, meltdown or breakdown. That's what it's called. And, uh, it's, or it's got called inside cyberpunk 2020, 2077's disastrous rollout. Of course, the thumbnail oh. said something different, uh, However, it's, it's really good. You get some insight into the background of like where uh, CD Projekt Red came from, their origins, uh, very fascinating uh, history behind the, the Polish uh, developer um, about how they wanted to be very different and, you know, weren't going to do crunch modes and how this game came to be and all these other things. And, um, you know, talking about their success of Witcher and Witcher 3 and those histories. Like, I didn't know they were based off of books, actually, which is very fascinating. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't know The Witcher was based on books? No, I didn't know anything. I don't, I don't read. Michael's talked so. about it on the podcast before. Well, you know, when Michael <laughs> like starts talking about The times. Witcher, fall asleep. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it just surprised me. Like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, maybe that, I don't know, you know. It was maybe you were, it was like somewhere in the back of your brain. Probably, probably. Maybe yeah. it was a reminder. I was like, oh, I guess it was. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, it, it was really good. It was, it's a, yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. But it's like 25 mm-hmm. minutes long. It's definitely worth a watch. I've watched, you know, watch way too much YouTube anyways, but it popped up in my feed and uh, it was a good sort of behind the scenes look and feel. And they interviewed a bunch of the developers anonymously because obviously none of them want to get fired, but oh, yeah. um, they is gave it, you some so insight. Is it? their reaction to everybody else's reaction to the game no this was more of a documentary style like if you're watching like something like a a normal documentary style on netflix i had a bunch of interviews from people from the industry uh from you know they broke down the the history of cd project red the history of the game the rollout of the game the responses to the games okay uh they did have like a, a streamer or two that like was one of the major streamers like on just a little bit to talk about uh it but they also talked about like the press rollout and how no one got any copies besides pc and like the strategies mm-hmm. and this and that so it's uh that's interesting it's, yeah it's not super negative at all it's just more of like here informational facts which mm-hmm. i like and it's sort of documentaries so which a lot of these videos you know you'll be like oh it's all about like how 
like the, the gameplay is bad or this and that or this personal opinions right, this is more like yeah. factual which i like so well that's that's what i was asking because i wanted to make sure it wasn't like like just people taking a lot of fan or people who have tried playing the game and they didn't like it you know i, yeah, I just like trolling don't know more if it was like a anyway. montage of that yeah but i'm glad that they're kind of taking cd products red cd project red's perspective and kind of bringing it to light i think that's pretty interesting i'll have to check that out yeah and they, they go they go into the they go into the 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 talk about the issues of that not necessarily of the game but how the game uh was rolled out for example like one of the e3s mm-hmm. there was a like 45 minute demo however you know the demo was you know handcrafted which is like su- they're like but this is a super common practice right and then they're like yeah. um you know blah 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 they're like you know but it but they're usually not 45 minutes and uh mm. so you know they gave a different impression they they sort of talked about how marketing was kind of a a lead root cause of it and, mm-hmm. and why and how and what led up to the different events and the rollout of different media clips and how things were timed and, and this and that. So it was, it was a good timeline breakdown too, is some things you kind of put into perspective of how it rolled out. So yeah, it's, it's a good use of 25 minutes, I think. Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. very interesting. Actually. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah. I would want to check that out. Yeah. How about well, you, Michael? Uh, speaking of Witcher, I, and playing Witcher 3 again. So I'm back into that. I finished one of the expansions, which was just amazing. It was a fantastic uh, overall experience. And and going into the expansions, I wasn't really sure. Like, it seemed, it, you you know, it opened up a different area and you got to explore. Uh, the one that I finished is um, Blood and Wine, maybe, or whatever. Yeah, I think it's Blood that and sounds, Wine. That sounds about right. And you go to a land called Toussaint. And it's like a very fairy tale uh, inspired, you know, world. And it's vibrant and colorful and just all around beautiful, which is crazy because the Witcher world isn't that. So you got to see something uh, a lot different. And it is funny because they do mention this world in in the books. And um, so you got to see a little (laughs) bit of that and what you envisioned from those. Wait, wait, wait. The Witcher is it's books? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a book. <laughs> it is news. It is a series. Did you of books. did you read the books? What? That's yeah. bonkers. I have oh, read all read of the books. The books. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Have you I, talked uh, about reading the books on this podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, Obvi- obviously, I pay no attention to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Michael says Michael says the word book falsely. Yeah, you you pass yeah. right out on me. Yeah, no, I um, I, I said. When I watched the Witcher series, I I had wait. There's that's a series. It, no, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> yeah. So when I watched that, it got me really interested in the Witcher. And when I had found out that because that was when I found out there were books. When I watched the series, uh, I always knew there was a series of games, but I didn't know they were based on books. So when I watched the actual Netflix series, I found out that there were books. I went back and read all of them. There's like six or seven. Read all of the books, and then I watched the first and second game be played because I don't own it and I didn't want to buy them. And then I played the third. So I was on a whole like Witcher uh, kick. And so now you, I'm playing these expansions and I finished the one expansion and it was, it was its own sort of, you know, sometimes with an expansion, it's like building out a world that already exists. Well, in this case, it, it kind of was its own thing. It, it really, truly could have been its own game. And it was just such a wonderful, great time. Um, and the over the story arc and the characters you meet and the world is so beautiful and everything that they did to this was just such a blast. And it, so much so that when you finish it, credits roll and it's like, now you're back into your back into your main game. I can always go back to that world. It's not cut off from me, but it was just such a great sort of concise little story. 
The other one that came with the game is Hearts of Stone. I'm currently working on that part of the expansion now. And then I'll be jumping back into the mainline game and going, you know, going forward to finish the game. So I'm having a blast with it. The game is just, God, it's so, so fantastic. So uh, having a blast there. And you should mention the, the story the there's like a storybook fairy tale part of the game that sounded so fun. That's one of the quest lines in it. Yeah. So I don't want to give yeah. any too many spoilers away for it. I'm sure most people that want to play it have played it. But yeah, um, one of the quest lines, there is these characters in the in the in the expansion that um had a their, their royalty and they had a mage that was kind of a part of the the family or part of the whatever and to as children they had a playroom and part of that playroom was this book where if you opened it and said this phrase you kind of got sucked into this book and it was like the land of a thousand fables and it really was all of the fairy tales that you know as a child sort of imagined in this playroom for these girls so that they could run around and kind of live out their fairy tales. And when you go there for the first time, it doesn't look too unlike Toussaint, but it's there's like rainbows and butterflies and giant mushroom stalks and like just very, very over the top fairy tale world. And it's really well done. So much I was doing one of the quests and I'm writing a unicorn and uh the unicorn like i passed this guy <laughs> skipping while he's blowing on this flute and i'm like well that's weird but l- little did i know he had he was like you know calling all the rats so all the rats were following behind him so it's like all of these things you know from fairy tales are in this game and they make reference to the three little pigs and uh rapunzel and all these other things and it was really really well done and you just kind of kept an eye out because you didn't know what you were going to see at the next turn and that was just one quest line in this whole expansion which is like over 20 hours of content in one expansion it's like a game in itself it really, really is, and yeah. they, it's just so fantastic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm having a blast with it. Uh, Witcher 3, Fortnite, been playing a little bit of that. The Long Dark, I'm still playing that, streaming that, and, of course, some WoW. So a little bit of everything, a little, little smattering of all things. How do you feel about Witcher 3 uh, being redone and remastered for Series X and PS5 just announced? For oh, I, I mean, I think that's going to be amazing, um, I, so much so that I would replay it again um just yeah, because it's it, gonna be a so fr- free upgrade if you already own it on xbox or PlayStation. yeah oh, that's nice. so cool that's, that's gonna be cool. so cool and the fact that it's on game pass you know that's that's another reason to play yeah. like it, it it absolutely if you if you have not played it it definitely deserves your attention because it's just such a crazy oh, it's so good um and I'm, I'm having a blast with it on the switch i think it's a it's a great way to play it because it is so big that mm. you just need to have it on a place where you can play it as much as possible yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the Game Pass or whatever, I do know that the Long Dark is going to be available on the PlayStation Game Pass version thing that's for cool. free. Yeah. yeah cool. So if anybody wanted to try that out. Yeah. That one I am on the final available episode of it. So I'm looking to wrap I'm looking forward to wrapping that up for a little bit, taking a break from the Long Dark and uh mm-hmm. and moving on to some other stuff for streaming and and yeah, like Mont said, playing a little bit of Fortnite. So nice. Well, we did it. We brought another Nintendo Dispatch directly to you. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And, of course, let us know what you're playing. And if you're as addicted to Pac-Man 99 as I am, or is it just Witcher 3 and Animal Crossing nonstop like Michael and Christina? All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this one. Check us out on our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch. Michael and Christina are always streaming. And one day I'll figure out how to log in and stream some (laughs) games, too. 
We'll figure it out together as a team. It's going to be great. You can, of course, go to Nintendo <laughs> Dispatch for all the things uh, on our website, nintendodispatch.com. That's going to do it for this week. So until next time, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. Dispatch.